When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Brighton Rock Podcast, the podcast about the beautiful club within the beautiful game. With me, Russell Guyver, introducing our first match day special of the season. And for part one of this, we have been joined in the lovely Caxton pub by two friends we've known over the last year or two. Uh, it is Ben, also known as Parker, and Rich from Dogma. Welcome, boys. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Good. Very good, thank you. Yeah. Very good. Enjoying the, uh, enjoying the atmosphere in the pub. Yes, and there is a bit of background noise. We love a bit of background noise in the pub. We were just talking about that. As long as you can hear us, that's all fine. Or maybe it's worse. Maybe it's better if you can't hear us. I don't know. <laughs> that depends on your opinion on the podcast. But then you wouldn't be listening anyway. Right, so, uh, guys, uh, first of all, how have you been in terms of the football? Have you enjoyed uh, the summer break? And have you enjoyed the start to this season? As if that's not a stupid question. And also, uh, well, I'll come on to the other, the other questions afterwards. How's the, how's the beginning of the season been for you, Ben? I mean, top of the league. So, you know, yeah, it's been uh, amazing. We were, uh, yeah. Having a laugh. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, well, um, I was away for the Luton game, but back for the Wolves game, and I thought we were absolutely superb. It, it, you know, we, it, it feels almost like we've taken it up to another level. I mean, that, that, that spell after half-time was, was, I think, possibly higher than anything we saw in our season. They were, they were scintillating. They were, they were incredible. Brutal. Brutal. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a superb start. Um, hopefully, continues today. Um, yeah, but it couldn't, I don't think it could be better, really. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I, only, I didn't only watch the, um, the highlights on TV, but seeing it all bounce in when I was in a pub in Brighton on last weekend, ironically, um, and just seeing three goals in, what was it, 10, 11, 12 minutes, something like that, yeah. beginning of that second half, and having watched highlights of that particular sequence, yeah. I mean, that looked like top-notch Champions League football, didn't oh, it, totally, totally. Yeah. I think also, um, I, you know, Wolves, I think, will be, will be kind of up mid-table. Mm. Uh, they're, they're the, um, their manager, I think, is really good. He was superb at Bournemouth. Yep. Uh, I, I don't, I, they're not relegation fodder, and I think I think I think in, in the fullness of time that the, the, you know that that result will, will look better and better. I agree. And Rich, would you go along with that as well? Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's sort of the question. If there is a question, I mean, we're just enjoying it. But you know, we played Luton, who are obviously more than likely going to go down, uh, and Wolves. Um, you know, we don't really know what they're going to be. Mm. So it's a question of have we played two poor teams? But 
either way, we're 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 great. So um, yeah. we've <laughs> definitely played one poor team. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Luton, Luton yeah. I think might struggle to hit Derby's record low target. I mean, that's being a little bit unfair, but it's on, on yeah. Luton. But they're well, they're, a, they're a kind of you know they're kind, definitely going to go down. Definitely I mean, going to go down. Yeah, don't hold actually. me to it. But definitely, definitely going to go down. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not holding you to it. Except I am. Yeah. No, but you're probably right. But yeah, I, I agree with you as well that. Um, Parker about the um, the Wolves scenario. I mean, it's it's probably a bit of a false position because they played well in both games yeah. and lost them. Yeah. The Man U game was a travesty of yeah, justice by, by every yeah. account. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Our game, okay, that's a case that they come up against a team that's hit the ground running. And to be fair, they did have some chances in the first half. Exactly that so, too. Yeah. yeah, and played well later in the game. Apart from without sending off, that was symbolic. But anyway, <laughs> um, so I think yeah, I think Lo- uh, not Luton Wolves will have a reasonable season they'll be mid-table somewhere yeah, I think sure. if yeah. they if they carry on if they don't lose heart from those first two games yeah. and they can carry on playing as they have done yeah. but start to get the results they probably deserve a bit more then they, they should be fine um, for the Albion I mean obviously we, we just seem to have an abundance of attacking, attacking options despite the fact that NCSO's got an injury that's going to knock him out for about four months according to Deserby's yeah. press conference yesterday um, but um, overall we've still got an abundance of attacking talent the only issue is going to be around the more defensive elements, I think, uh, unless we strengthen in that department. Do you think we need to do a lot more? How, how much trouble would we be in if we, for example, didn't sign anybody defensive from here on in? I mean, I don't want to be kind of Mr. Complainer about stuff, and obviously the club have been, you know, they're exemplary in terms of their transfer business, but I think it was after the Man City game last season, or maybe the Southampton game, the Zerbi came out and said, now we have to build a squad for the, for Europe, for the League Cup, for FA Cup, for everything, for everything, I think this is quote. Well, yeah, he said four competitions, I think, didn't Yeah, he? So. so, I mean, they have, they've definitely strengthened in lots of areas, but Central Midfield, to, to me, is is looking incredibly weak. Gilmore is a superb player. numbers, yeah. Numbers, yeah, but basically we've got three. We've got Dahoud, who could be great, might not be. We've got Gilmore, but he was there last season. And then we've got Gross, who can, who can play there. So, clearly, massively weaker than, than last season. James Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he's not he's not quick, but the experience he's got, top level, 20 plus years, and his but flexibility will, will yeah. help. I do think they need they, to sign someone yeah. to, for, to replace Kaiseido. Yeah. But, I mean, they seem to be trying to yeah. do that with um, the, the guy from uh, France. Baleba. Yeah. Baleba. Yeah. Diaz they, is another option. Yeah, he looks, well, looks good yeah. too. So they, they seem to be acting, they seem to be trying to do it, and we'll see. Yeah. I mean, judge at the end of the window, I suppose. But and judge I'd like the a couple, win- of more, couple more players, certainly. Judging by the end of the window, you, I mean, there is almost like it, 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 a slight negativity around it. Is that you? Um, there is possibly potentially a case to be made. <laughs> um, the the you know our, our our model is so slick, right? So we have a replacement lined up for the replacement. The Casado situation is is perhaps the first time that's possibly come yeah. stuck because clearly we don't. He was have so a, far ahead of what. What yeah. they probably thought he would be as well. Yeah. Well, they knew he was going. They knew yeah. he was going. Yeah. So they've had plenty of time to get this right. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 yeah, there's a few days left. But as things stand, I don't think they have. I think just someone high enough up their list in order wasn't available or, or a deal couldn't be done. I think is probably why that's happened. Right, yeah. Because we, we we know we're on the ball with this stuff. It's not going to be for a one of trying. Uh, but it may just be the case that a deal of a suitable quality wasn't manifest at that time yeah. isn't it yeah yeah for sure and, and you know they're not going to dip down in quality and that's quite right I mean they're, they're, they're I think their their strength is that you know unless someone's going to be world class amazing then they're not interested which is a great point yeah 
Well, yeah, they may need someone else who will slot in and, and help out, and just in terms of numbers. And if yeah. they need to do that, then they'll do it. They know, I mean, what? No. James Milner. Exactly, James yeah. Milner. <laughs> Six positions. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. they need him for right back because he's now seems to be the default right back. He was so good there. He was good there. That's another issue. Like, who's, who's the right back now? Well, there is that. I mean, there's, there's various people who can play there. Lamptey, if he can stay fit, obviously is somebody that Deserby yeah. apparently likes and will get some involvement. Apparently he likes him, but he hasn't really shown he likes him. This yeah, kind exactly, of... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, hope he, I, I like Lamptey, so I hope he does like yeah. him. But, uh... Have you shown him that you like him? <laughs> yeah. If I met Lamptey, I would show him. Show him the love. Show him the love, Rich. I'd give him a big hug. Yeah, I For the little fella. Yeah. You have to bend down to reach down to hug him, of course. But I mean, you've got him as an option. You've got Veltman as an option, but obviously he might... Might also be needed as cover at centre back, so that's where a stretch could occur yeah, in, the, yeah. in the resources. And you've only really got a stupid man as an out and out yeah. left back. I mean, yeah. he's super fit apparently, yeah. but you know. Yeah, we're, we're okay with what we've got, but it's a matter yeah. of if well, we get any injuries in that area, especially on the left side, yeah. that's when we're going to have an issue. Well, I'm it? not sure that's true because because the central midfield is concerning as much as you know. Dehu, we've got a piece in the next issue of Dogma about Dehu. I'm a Dortmund fan, and you know he was. He's never really been first choice at Dortmund. No, he's he did say, I think he's one of the things why well, not to give it too much away, but he was injury-prone. Very injury-prone. Yeah. He hasn't really played much. He was he was, he was amazing in some fixtures, uh, uh, kind of okay in others, and, and they look back and they think, well, it was there were some good moments there. In fact, you could maybe possibly compare it to like a, maybe Steven Alzati if he, if he leaves. You know, so hmm. he's clearly a really good player. He's, he's had, there's been some really great moments with him, but has he been has he been a key player in the last couple of years? That probably hasn't been here for, for most of that. No. But you, you take my point. Yeah, I think I think the fact that Iari has left on loan uh, that sort of said to me they they're pretty confident that someone's going to come in in that area. Yeah, otherwise he'd still be there. He'd be on the bench. You know. So I, think, I feel like they're probably pretty yeah. confident they're going to bring someone in. Exactly. Also, given that they're, they're talking as Azati is going out, so you know it's yeah. not as if he's coming in instead of Ayari. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, and then going back to your question about, I think it was about attackers as well, obviously. Yeah, because Deserbi said he does want a replacement for NCSO, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah. Well, we, we yeah. were we were looking stats, and you were you could you know we were uh, I was you know there, there may be something coming out on uh, uh, quite soon on Dogma's website about this, saying that the that the attacking talent is. It could be the greatest selection of attacking talent ever assembled by a non-Big Six club, right? Yeah. It, it, it's, it's extraordinary. It's amazing, isn't it? I yeah. love it. The, the, depth, the, the depth was amazing, but then, but then pe- people have gone out on loan. And there's injuries, and it's not that. And it doesn't look quite that strong uh, anymore. So, uh, yeah, I guess there's work to be done there too. Yeah, I suppose if if Welbeck does get another injury, for example, which intermittently he does he have, does, yeah. and let's assume Lalana isn't available to play a, well, he, a, a ten or something, well, he never is. Yeah. He never is. Yeah. Then then you think, okay, then you then you'd have Evan Ferguson probably starting up front, but you'd have Joao Pedro probably more often in the Enciso role, mm. unless you brought someone else in. So already then you're you're fine with what you've yeah. got, but you've got nothing to, and then, and then on if, the bench. And then so. if that stupid man gets injured or yeah. suspended or whatever, then you've got to put March back and then you, yeah, you're, yeah, exactly. you, you, know, yeah. you stretch them. So we do need to avoid being complacent, but I'm sure we're not trying to be complacent. Roberto De Zerbi oh, certainly sure. is yeah. not backwards and coming forwards about saying active. what we need, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I think they're always active and De Zerbi has pushed them more in that direction, if anything. Yeah. And guys, since, since the beginning of last season, since the end of last season, have you stopped smiling yet about how bloody good we've been? Because <laughs> it's insane, isn't it? Looking back at last season, especially when you watch the montage videos, yeah. we've just looked incredible, haven't we? Yeah. So many good moments. Even yeah. I've forgotten, almost forgotten, the Trossard, all that stuff Trossard did, like that quick-footed goal against yeah. Chelsea. Well, I kept thinking that was the year before, but it wasn't. It was last season. A hat-trick at Anfield, yeah. yeah. But what a season. Uh, ben? I, uh, yeah, 
amazing. Best ever, obviously. Um, but plenty more to come, I think. Yeah. yeah. Let's hope we're celebrating a lot of um, a lot of good results. I'm sure we will be. Um, I don't know what to celebrate. We're probably like a tin of something interesting. I don't know if you want to mention uh, something you might have close. Yeah, uh, close to your. Uh, Oh, can we talk about that, or we, can we not? Yeah, talk? We can. yeah, we Well, we have. You kind of need the uh, image, though. They, they, <laughs> yes, this works better, obviously, as a visual, which we don't have. But um, well, there'll be there'll be some images out there by the time this comes out. I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah. So, so some some uh, brews have been developed. So they're, they're sort of beers that are already standard produced, but packaged with Dogma logos on. Tell us about that. Yeah. Well, um, we are. You know, f- football without cans is, is nothing. Uh, uh, it is, <laughs> football is, without cans. I like that. It yeah. is, That's James's catchphrase. It's James's catchphrase, but, yeah, for sure. It, but it's an adage that we absolutely subscribe to. I mean, you know, there's a there's, football's perhaps got an unhealthy relationship with alcohol, but. That's something we're happy to totally indulge in ourselves. <laughs> um, this could be the title of the episode: football with football without cans is nothing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> amazing. Um, yeah, so we yeah we've had our we've had some beer brewed, uh, and we're going to be sending out a few copies. Well, a few, a few cans, sorry. Yeah. Uh, and that's it, the default to say copies, isn't it? The fancy. Yeah, so, yeah, anyway, sorry. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, we haven't actually. Have you tasted it yet, Rich? No. No. Okay. Well, I've, I've only just seen them. Yeah, we've got a big, big bag right by. Yeah, and we're in a pub, so we can't really taste them now live on air, as it were, because <laughs> yeah. uh, that might be inappropriate. But uh, but you yes. Well, I, I tell you what, we'll we're, 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 we'll leave we'll leave on with you, Russ, and right. you taste it, and then you can add some tasting notes to the episode. All right. The episode notes. Sounds notes. sounds good. Yeah. Oh, we'll do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that there's that. While we're talking about the fancy, quickly about that. Obviously, we had you on before. Anyone that's listened to the pod when you've been on will know all about what you do. You are the Dogma Boys, as I like to call you. <laughs> you don't mind that? Like that yeah. uh, you do a, a fanzine called Dogma, which has been out for how long is it now? Three, two years? Three years? Three, this is our fourth year. Fourth year is yeah. already? God, time wow. flies. Really? Yeah, yeah we do three a season. This is going to be number 10 coming okay. up. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a high end, uh, quality writing, quality imagery publication isn't it well, I think it's now like, with quality beers too. with quality beers to go alongside yeah. it so you could you could get one of these beers sit down and read your copy of dogma and you had the perfect day wouldn't you yes we should we should do that's a, yeah that's a that's, we, that, <laughs> really we, should, we, should make, we should make that package available for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely yeah. on the subject of the zine uh you've got the first episode of the season it's it's three a season isn't it yeah published the first one comes early season. That's coming out next month, September. Yeah, Mid September. Yeah, so we're just working on it at the minute. It looks really great. Obviously, we would say that, but it does look really great. <laughs> uh, yeah, mid September, uh, it will be landing on people's uh, being pushed through their letterboxes onto their doormats. Brilliant. Anyone already subscribed will be looking forward to that. I'm sure. Anyone that isn't, can they still subscribe, or is it already taken for this year? Over uh, to Rich no, on they, this one. They can. They can still subscribe. Um, well, how would they do that, Rich? <laughs> uh, they go to dogmanbrighton.com. That's dogmanbrighton.com. Uh, and, uh, yeah, on there it should all be fairly obvious where you go to our shop and you can subscribe on there. You get um, three issues for a season for uh, £9.98 plus postage. Excellent. So it's, uh, yeah, good. Which, which, available. which is now actually uh, cheaper than two points at the Amex, I believe. Now the price has Yeah, gone the price up. has gone up, haven't they? So, so we used to say there's something about this. Yeah, now it used actually... to be a couple of pints. Now it's a pint and a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I like that. Brilliant. Yes, so get get on that. I like the way you repeated the website twice. <laughs> you sound like me leaving a voice message on the phone, so I leave my number twice. In case they missed it or it broke up, you know. Uh, so, yes, that's fantastic. Finally then, unless there's anything particular other than what I'm about to ask you you want to talk about, the final subject from my side of it to ask you is about today's game. It's the West Ham match. Uh, six seasons, 12 games... No defeats. We've had six draws and six wins, basically. Uh, the recent ones have been very favourable. They've been wins. We did the double last season. West Ham obviously had a, a bad season in the league, a good season in Europe. 
Uh, they're in Europe again this year, so they've got the same demands. Uh, they've started the season in mixed form, I suppose you would call it. Good win against Chelsea last time out. How are we going to do? Because every time I'm supremely confident, but also massively trepidatious yeah. with these games in the last couple of oh, fixtures. Because yeah, you're thinking, oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a guaranteed you can't win. Go then you go, forever, no, can but you? you can't <laughs> go on forever, yeah. yeah. So I then get chronically nervous. It has gone on quite a long time, so... <laughs> but can it go on again? What's going to happen today? Uh, ben, first to you. Um, can it go on? I mean, it can go on forever, and there's a reason why we beat them every time we play them, because we're better than them. It's, just, it's that simple, right? So, yeah, um, so in, uh, yeah I mean... There's no reason why the, the, the next fixture shouldn't yeah. we start from scratch. We play our football. Yeah. Almost nobody can live with us at the moment, yeah. and we should beat them. But, but however, that's you know, if only, yeah. you know, if only life was that simple. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we, as I said, we hit the ground running, and on our day, we're definitely the better side. Yeah. But obviously, there's variables. There's moments in games. Yeah. Even the Luton game. There's a point where that could have swung when they got it back to two-one. Yeah. Yeah. Whether or not they should have had a penalty by the by, they were yeah. t- they were two-one down, and you know, it only takes a pot shot deflected off yeah. someone's arse into the goal and suddenly we're panicking we're up against it where the game was yeah. dead and buried so you never know with any game and West Ham are better than Luton yeah <laughs> I, I think in, in CISO will be a loss I mean he's rotating the Definitely, forwards already yeah. but he, he is so good and yeah. if there is one possible uh, silver lining to this injury it, it's that he won't be sold in this window because for, for me he is yeah. he, he I don't is, think he's going to go in this window no, but honestly, for me, right, there, 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 there is at any one time in football, there's a handful of players who look like they're playing a different game. Yeah. Somebody like Kevin De Bruyne, when he when he's on it, there's not many around, but there's a handful. And for me, he is going to get to that level. He is incredible, uh, and so he will be sold for a huge amount of money fairly soon. Well, yeah, the club that have been linked with him is Man City. So yeah, like, he'll you know how good he is. Yeah, from that, he'll, he'll only be sold to Real Madrid or Man City. That's it. That because that's his love. He's phenomenal. So uh, and that will happen. So. I mean, it's sad that he's out, but I guess at least yeah. it, this is a very negative way of looking <laughs> I don't know what you're going to say. But, but you know, the, way it's, you know, the way we work is that well, we have these amazing longer. players, but, but, yeah. but, but we do sell them and we have to get used to that. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, he'll be missed, but um, yeah, I mean, we've... We, we have an abundance of attacking talent Certainly at the do. moment. We can, we can cope without him. Yeah. And Jao might have got roted in for this game anyway, to be honest, because that's yeah. what's happened so far. Dingra. Yeah. You might want to do it for a start. I mean, he's yeah. he did well in pre-season. He scored a goal in the Luton game off the bench. So, yeah. I mean, he's had a good start as well. I mean, he's not in T- he's not going to be in Tiso, but he, he could yeah. be a, another another one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And let's hope there's some goals in this. I, I think I think it will be another win. I've said it all in the last pod as well. I think a three-one. We, I think we'll win it. I don't think we're going to get another four-one. Much as I'd love that, but three-one, I'll take that all day long. Any win, I'll take because I think it could be fiddly today. Yeah. But I do think we can come out of it. Yeah. Well, obviously, there's Ward, Ward Prowse factor. So yeah. That's going to score. That's at least and, two goals. Uh, and Ings, I know he did. He, he was with Ings, them last yeah. year, but oh, shit. but, but he's, he, yeah, he, we got away with it last time. We get Ings. More likely, we won't this time. I think. Uh, I think the first time we were on this podcast is before. Burnley at home, yes. and we were all very confident. And then we got spanked. So uh, I'm a bit reluctant to. Oh, that was everything. a nightmare game, yeah. wasn't it? Was that three 0 It was. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. Properly, Sean Dyche on that. Oh. We got Dyche. There's oh, no God. Sean Dyche today, at least. I know. Dyche. Surely, Sean Dyche, he can't just come out of the blue and have a worldie against us when Everton comes to town, can he? Surely not. He might be sacked. He might be sacked by then. Yeah, not possibly. They've started badly. But, the, but who do they? Who do they turn to? Because they've yeah. already played the Dyche card. 
yeah. 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 A roll of the, a well, roll of the uh, dice. Well, there a roll is a, of the dice. There, well, the other dice card is, is the last one you keep in your pack. You play the other dice card, yeah. <laughs> but it's the last one well, you keep in your pack. Well, played it with about three games left, didn't no, no, but that's, it's that's the, really Yeah, but it's the last one you play because it's like, it's like when you're playing cards and you've got an ace, you want to keep it to, like, to, to, to yeah. finish things yeah, off. Right. Absolutely no other option. No other option, but, but it's also your best card. Yeah, that's right. But it turns out that that card isn't so strong as it used to be, so maybe they're... Ace is now low. Ace is now low. Yeah, yeah. On that note, so yeah, so I, th- I think three one. Have you got a score? I don't have to have one, but if you have, if you've got one, throw them out there. Score four one either way. Four one either way. Ooh. I'm gonna say three. Uh, well, you've already said three one, so I can't. Really so you can it. say uh, the same. I'll say four two. Yeah. All I will say, if you did say the same as me, it would be wrong because I get the score wrong every time. In that case, so. definitely four two to the Albion. <laughs> Brilliant, fantastic. You get it wrong. Could you predict a West Ham win, perhaps? <laughs> yes, I Is should do. Okay? That's not yeah. really. A West Ham win by any means. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> boys it's a pleasure as always good catching up with you and i'm looking forward to trying one of those tins of beer and very quickly on the uh, on the website again you've repeated it once already but let's do it again <laughs> dogmabrighton.com dogmabrighton.com yep and get get those uh, subscriptions in it's a great fanzine and it's Thank great chat to you guys we we'll look forward to you it too. until too the next time so we're uh, we're in the ground now ready for kickoff we've got the teams out and bot for Bruggen is uh, starting in goal we were hearing in midweek on some of the podcasts they're talking about rotating the team and they would do that. Jack Stern, I think it was, was talking about that as well in midweek. Shebo, you know Jack, don't you, apparently? Yeah, yeah, just having a chat about that. Yeah, very impressed with the, with the work we've done in the goalkeeper department and uh, really hoping that, uh, that, that Bart um, has a good game today. Uh, apparently he's very good with his feet. Apparently he's been very good in training and, uh, yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, not many other changes. Uh, Joao didn't get into the team. Curiously, we've got Welbeck and Ferguson starting. Maybe Welbeck to play deeper in that, I'm not sure. More or less the same team apart from that. Uh, no major changes. Obviously, I'd see those out due to the injury. Um, how do you see this going? Is it another win? I mean, six wins, six draws, no defeats against 12. them. Yeah, 12. So, unlucky 13. I see it as a 3-0 West Ham, guaranteed. Um, when this happens, uh, <laughs> I don't take any credit. When it doesn't happen, give me belters. Uh, and I'll be enjoying my evening. But yeah, avoid defeat today would be great for me. Uh, I don't believe in these stats always because it's always different teams every single season. Yes, we might be a bit of a bogey team for them, but it's completely different to, to even a few months ago. There's different players on the pitch. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm going to go one all in all seriousness. I'm going to go one all. But um, I, I just hope we continue uh, continue threatening every attack like we have been. Yeah. Well, I'm driving today, so unusually no beers for me. And I've got a bottle of water, no bottle top, obviously. So the one thing I guarantee is I'm going to knock over this bottle of water. And then probably two people will slip over on it. Because that's the health and safety hazard that a lack of bottle tops could create. Just wanted to get in. Speaking of which, my favourite bottle top picture is John, who's with me as well. John, you love the bottle top policy, don't you? I'm a connoisseur of bottle tops myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And how do you see this going today? Do you reckon we're going to get this one again? Is it another win? Is it three wins in a row? We've never done that in the Premier League. Uh, not just at the start of the season, in general, three wins in a row. Could this be the day? I don't know. We're riding our luck a bit, I think. I don't know. I, I can see a lot of goals, but I think like Shebo said, avoid defeat and I'll be happy. Yeah. Uh, we, it's a, it's a, yeah, draw, I think. Yeah. There's going to be goals Maybe in this two one. all or something. Maybe yeah. two-two, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. let's see what happens. Right, so half-time, and it's not gone according to plan, has it, John? Totally against the run of play, but from a threat that was there, and we didn't deal with, uh, they scored, didn't they? Annoying. 
total smash and grab raid, but to be fair, I'd, I'd like to see the replay. Webster should be uh, have his backside kicked, I think. <laughs> looked a bit poor. But, he looked yeah. like he was slightly out of position for what he was trying to do, shepherd it out, and then surprised that Antonio yeah. was where he was, yeah. then slipped a bit when he tried to recover the scenario. Yeah, I'm not and sure Webster and Milner together were working. I no. don't know, but it's early days. It's a weakness down that side, which yeah. they're exploiting, which Wolves did last week, and they've realised the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And they're working on that. But it's against the run of play. We've had a lot of uh, possession, a lot of attacks, but not too many clear-cut chances. Are we going to turn it round? I'd love to say yes, but I saw still reckoning one or two all. Actually, I said two all earlier, but yeah, did, one yeah. all or two yeah. all. I think. Yeah. I'll brazenly stick to my three-one, but I'm not too convinced about it. We'll see. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Cheers. So it's come to full time and it's ended up 3-1 to West Ham. A disastrous day at the office in terms of results. I don't think it was a fair result really, but Tony is with us, who's been on the pod before, Tony Brown. Welcome back to the podcast, Tony, and happy birthday, albeit not the happiest football-wise. But uh, uh, welcome back. And, and what's your thoughts on that? I mean, you, you just said, well, to say what you just said to me, actually, about the one-sidedness. Yeah, I thought um, it was typical West Ham. Um, out of possession, they defend very well. They defend deep. And on the counter-attack, they are very clinical. Um, as said to Russell, it's probably the most one-sided 3-1 defeat I've ever seen. Um, certainly Brighton-wise. Um, Alphonse Ariola, the West Ham goalkeeper, was just in unbeatable form. Oh, amazing, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and even when he was beaten... Uh, there was a defender there to clear it off the line. I thought Brighton just overplayed in front of goal again. Too many passes to someone else. A um, bit like Wolves' first half uh, last week. But um, I didn't think defensively Brighton were that good today. They just couldn't cope with the pace of West Ham. Yeah, and they, they seem to switch off, didn't they? There's a bit of concentration issue there. Webster at one point I think it was Esther Binyan for the last goal I'm not sure he thought there was someone behind him or not there he seemed to let that go to, to that guy too easily very frustrating and you mentioned the goalkeeper and what is it with the Amex and the opposition goalkeepers having worldies I, th- I, I've, I seem to recall at least two Ben Foster occasions two Nick Pope occasions we've had Ariola today especially in the second half and other, other goalkeepers whose names escape me at the moment. It feels as if this has happened about eight or nine times since we've been here, where the goalkeeper's been outstanding. Undoubtedly man of the match today. Oh, yes. Um, because they, they had three different scorers. They took their chance as well, but that's individual moments. None of ours stood out particularly over, over each other. And in a losing performance, you couldn't really argue the case that well anyway. So I'd, I'd give Ariola man of the match, wouldn't you? Oh, very, very much so. I mean, uh, his shot stopping and they were some of the uh, reaction saves that he yeah, made yeah. were quite astonishing yeah. um, two or three times second half you just thought oh that's in but he somehow managed to uh, yeah. either get one hand up or um, yeah. palm it away he was just superb on the day unfortunately yeah. and you're quite right a number of goalkeepers just have their best probable d- display ever at the Amex yeah, absolutely. Your other half, Kirsty, is here as well. Kirsty, would you go along with that? And any further thoughts to add to the game? Um, yeah, I mean, I always agree with what obviously Tony said earlier. I mean, you know, Ariola was the was the best player on the on, on the pitch by a mile. You know, you really, te- you know, it's, it's strange to say he kept West Ham in it, but when they when they won three one, but yeah. you know. 
Yeah, there's not much you could do. As you said, it was a mixture of the two things, what Tony said just now about we did maybe overplayed a little bit or couldn't quite make the spaces count against a team that's very resilient defensively, uh, coupled with the fact we didn't really start to crack them until later on, which is, of course, when we got our only goal and our probably most dangerous chances. Yeah, I mean, there was sort of too much sort of Yeah. We did miss Enciso as well, didn't we, in this game? Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, thanks, Alan. Tony and Kirsty, great to have you back on. We had you on at some point in the past. Um, fingers crossed for the next one. Are you obviously here next week? Are you going up to? Uh, oh, you're not. Oh, you're not. Tony's not here. Kirsty, you're here. I am. Yes. Yeah. Are we going to bounce back? I would like to hope so. I mean, there's got to be sort of some sort of react reaction to it, and if anybody's going to get a reaction out of them, deserve will, will, um, yeah. and it'll be back back to work on on the tra- on the training ground and yeah. rejigging things. Let's hope so. And after that, Man United away. Uh, we can, I can't wait to get into them while they're still having a bad start to the season. Tony, yeah, final word from you then. Yeah, can I just uh, say unlucky to all those who had a bet on Paqueta getting booked today. So, <laughs> yeah. Actually, I had a, I had a bet on him uh, kicking the ball out for a goal kick on, uh, on two minutes. <laughs> yes, a good old Paqueta, the latest uh, betting scandal man. Allegedly, potentially. We'll see what happens with that. Thanks, Kirsty, Tony and Alan, and to those who joined us earlier on in the podcast. That rounds it up for this episode. Well, in fact, it almost rounded up for this episode because here we are the day after recording one final bit. Uh, it's just really me on monologue talking about the game in a little bit more detail. So looking at the stats, uh, possession, we had 78 or 79% possession, depending on who you read. So West Ham was just 21 or 22%. That says it all. Shots 25 to their 12, shots on target 10 to their 7, corners 17 to their 4, and fouls uh, were evenly spread. I have to say, for all the domination, West Ham were very well set up, it has to be said. They had a game plan, they stuck to it, they did what, as Tony Brown said earlier on there in the pod, um, they they did what West Ham do. Uh, it's typical West Ham. It's the way they played, and they've succeeded in the Europa Conference last season doing just that. I think they only conceded four goals in the entire tournament, and um, they I think they were unbeaten, weren't they, the whole way through? Um, just in relation to that, James Ward Prowse um, interviewed afterwards. He said a lot of effort went into the game plan. You have to respect Brighton. We denied Brighton space and were compact and clinical. We had the composure to make the most of our chances when we had them and we executed our game plan perfectly. So, I mean, you can't disagree with that. Very well organised, very compact, very rigid, very hard to break down, very clinical on the counter-attack. They took their chances, um, as you see from the stats versus the scoreline. It tells you all you need to know on that score. And... It really was a case of smash and grab, but smash and grab and smash and grab again, really. Uh, that's all you can really say on that matter. Well, R- Roberta De Zerbi said after the match, it can happen in football. I'm really frustrated for the result, but not for the performance. He said, we made some crucial and important mistakes for the first and third goals. We could be more clinical, but when you concede the first goal, the space becomes smaller and it is more difficult. That's all very true. And it was true that we did make mistakes, particularly Webster for the first goal. There was a bit of luck involved as well once Antonio broke in and the ball bounced off, I think, off Warprouse's backside that gave him a free run to have a shot. Uh, a goal un- unchallenged from that point on. And with the third goal, Purvis, who's almost perfect all the time, he misjudged something. I think either the flight of the ball or more likely the lack of uh, not knowing the presence of a player right behind him, Bowen, who took the ball, ran with it and laid it off for Antonio to get the third. Bowen's goal itself, by the way, the pick of the two quality West Ham goals from their three, um, certainly it was the counter-attack. We tried to break on the... We were building an attack on the right-hand side. Pascal Grosch at one point should have really switched back and tried to go down the line and get a ball across. Instead, he tried to pass it across 
couldn't reach his man. That was intercepted. Benrahma was on the break on the left. He held the ball up well, waited for Bowen to arrive somewhere in the background, played a great long ball across, really, from the, from the wide. And Bowen's first touch was absolutely sublime. And then with his second touch, he just clipped it into the corner. Clinical, world-class finish. You can't argue with that one. And that pretty much did for us, didn't it? That was the second goal. As I said, Bowen set up Antonio for the third. Must be mentioned, though, Pascal Grosch, the one positive from the afternoon, really. Apart from a generally good performance overall from the team, Pascal himself, he had a couple of chances. And one of them, he cut it back to his right foot, drilled it in the bottom corner. That was a brilliant finish as well. And that was a significant finish because... He has now got his 27th Premier League goal for the Albion. He signed in our very first season in the Premier League that summer at the start of the the big kickoff. And he has now become Premier League era top Brighton and Albion scorer. Congratulations to him. And I'm sure there'll be many more to come. There was a couple of other firsts actually at the weekend, just speaking about football in general. Uh, Brentford and Palace drew and that game was a um, a fifth consecutive draw. It's the first time in the Premier League era that two sides have faced each other and have drawn each of the first five encounters between the two teams. Another first, uh, and maybe this might be some sort of background um, encouragement for next week when we play Newcastle. Newcastle played Liverpool at the weekend. Anthony Gordon, who's my new enemy number one after Harry Kane's departure, who really is a dirty bastard. He's He should have gone for two yellows the previous week. This week, he very aggressively pushed Trent Alexander-Arnold, who flicked the ball back a bit petulantly. He got a booking, which is par for the course nowadays. He got away with fouling Gordon shortly afterwards. But why? Why wasn't Anthony Gordon booked? Alan Shearer, Newcastle stalwart, very much a fan as much as an ex-player, was readily happy to admit that Gordon should have been booked for that. And the frustration that Trent felt, no doubt, came from the fact that Gordon was getting away with it. It wasn't even given as a free kick. Ridiculous decision. So there was that. But the point I'm making is Newcastle went 1-0 up. Then Van Dijk was sent off. And yet, despite that, Liverpool came from behind to inflict on Newcastle their first defeat from a winning position since Eddie Howe's been in charge. So if Newcastle go ahead, at least that that duck has already been uh, broken. So maybe that's an encouraging sign for later on. Anyway, that pretty much wraps it up. The only other incident to mention is, well, two bits to mention, actually. First of all, from the general world of football, the Spanish... Um, controversy over the Women's World Cup team and Rubiales there, the chief of the Spanish Federation, uh, kissing Hermoso on the lips. That has caused outrage. The whole of the women's team, since we last spoke on air, has walked out in support of Hermoso and against Rubiales. Rubiales is defiant. He's refusing to resign. The Spanish Deputy Prime Minister, Yolanda Diaz, has put pressure on them, saying he should be the case. The Spanish FA have effectively now asked, and this is an unprecedented move probably, have asked UEFA to have them suspended. They're asking for their own suspension from UEFA. The reason for that is because the Spanish government have been getting involved. They don't think that is within the statutes of UEFA, same as uh, with FIFA as well. Um, While that is true, surely that can't be true in the case of criminal or potentially criminal charges. There is the possibility of this going criminal. That's where it's got to now. If Rubiales had only shut his mouth and resigned as he really should have done in the first place, none of this would have happened. But it's an absolute shitstorm now. All of the Spanish squad 
have stood down. They are refusing to play until he has resigned. And so what's happened the other way around? Well, he's, he's accusing everyone of a witch hunt, of a false narrative, of a determined campaign, of a long campaign to get him out since he was there 10 years ago. Well, I don't, don't see where that's come from. Um, and most preposterously of all, and without trying to have a dig at anybody in particular, I don't want to cast aspersions, but an old school Mediterranean mother, Rubialis's own mother, uh, has taken comfort and refuge in God. She has barricaded herself, I think metaphorically, but she's refusing to come out of her local church and has gone on hunger strike in response to what she describes as an inhumane witch hunt. I think she really needs to get out and about to see what inhumane really means. Emoso is the wronged person here. It's obvious. It's obvious to anybody of, of a normal mind it's obvious to the Spanish women's team, her teammates, who have stepped out. It's obvious to the Spanish government. It's obvious to all of the regional Spanish um, FA groups uh, and uh, territories who have all come out with a unanimous vote, also putting pressure on Rubiales to resign. Absolutely ridiculous that he hasn't done, uh, as I record this section of the podcast on, on Monday evening, uh, a couple of days after the game, uh, uh, the Albion game, um, we're waiting to see what happens next. The the news, the last bit I mentioned about the regional FAs is from tonight's news. It's an ongoing story. It's it's hot property. This subject, but I really have no uh, com- comprehension of how this man is still in position. Why on earth does he think he's going to get away with it? The position's been untenable for days on end. It's completely taken the shine off a great achievement for the Spanish girls and for everyone involved in achieving that, and. This idiot, if only he hadn't have done that in the first place, of course, but having done it, if only he'd resigned, it would have taken the edge off. So he wanted to bask in the glory of their success, probably taking a lot of the credit for himself, and instead he's now become enemy number one. Crazy stuff. The other bit of news is the Albion, the Baleba. This is uh, Carlos Baleba, of course, of Lille, who we're trying to sign, defensive midfielder, perceived as the replacement for Caicedo. That deal appears to be back on track. It's been reported in the last couple of days. And as we speak on Monday evening, Bank Holiday Monday, uh, the latest news is that he is now reportedly uh, expected to be going to Brighton for or to Lansing for a medical in the next 24 hours as a deal edges ever closer. A deal thought to be for a fee in the region of around £25 million. Uh, that is still ongoing. We'll see what the latest news brings. We won't be doing a midweek review. We've covered all we want to say on the West Ham subject really here um, from the match day special footage from Saturday. So that wraps it up for this one. Next one will be, we might do a preview possibly of the weekend game. If not, we'll probably do a match day special on Saturday as we play Newcastle in our next match. Um, off the top of the table now, of course, we are after that defeat at home to West Ham. Uh, I suppose at least that duck has been broken now. We don't have to worry about when it will end. It already has done now, our record against West Ham. Uh, disappointed with that one, of course. However, we look forward to getting back on track against Newcastle. And until that match and our various chats about that subject, it's time to say stand or fall up the Albion. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.